We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown. Touchdown. That's five for Chris Brown. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today was the third scrimmage of the spring. Um, There's one more because there's one more week of practice, one more Friday, uh, and that will be next week, obviously. Uh, Practice is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with Friday being, they're calling it the spring showcase, basically the same thing as a spring game. The big news, though. Uh, we were told on the call today that CU still hasn't heard back about how many fans are going to be allowed there. Uh, kind of crazy that it's taking this long for the county to decide, you know, given that it's seven days away. But uh, who knows? Maybe the pandemic is going to change significantly in the next six days. And the uh, I don't know. Um, sorry to everybody who was tuning in today because we expected to find out this week. But uh that's where we're at, and maybe we'll find out soon. Um, another note, uh, today's scrimmage. So we got on the call today, and Carl Durrell, the head coach, uh, he was the first one to talk as he has been all but one day so far. Um, I guess there have been a couple days where he didn't talk at all. But uh, first thing he said was like, oh, uh, what's up, guys? I didn't see you out there. Were you out there today? And it turns out what happened was like he was cool with the media being out there, or at least um, 
I, I'm not sure. Actually, don't know if we heard if they were inside. I would assume that they were inside, and when they're inside, there's a limited amount. But whatever. The, the point is, he was cool with some of us coming out there. Um, but there was just a ne never a conversation between him and anybody that ended up with somebody sending us an invitation. Um, not that big of a deal. Although I have actually heard from people already that they are disappointed that we aren't out there. I mean, of course it's disappointing, but it's not that the end of the world. I'm not worried about it. Um, I will be out there next Friday for the spring showcase up in the press box. Um, and hopefully a bunch of you can make it out there as well. Again, we don't, we don't know what is... Uh, going to happen with that with the fans i you'd think if the rockies can bring as many people as they've been bringing there'd be a, a solid amount of fans allowed especially when you consider like you know it, it's a friday at four o'clock which is maybe after the work day for some people but for a lot of people it is not it's still part of the work week and so maybe not as much demand as usual i don't know i think people want to see the bus play football it's been a couple of years uh point is that that the news can't be too far away because we are closing in on the spring game um one more note before we get into the show um so my computer is in a tough spot not my fault this time I want to make sure that that's clear. Last time we went through this on the podcast, like eight, nine months ago, that was my fault. I felt like the water I spilled wasn't enough to necessitate what the computer did to me after that. But uh, the point is, computer not working again. This time, though, and I want to make this very clear, not my fault at all. I left it on my laptop stand. I didn't touch it, came back the next day, and it didn't charge. Uh, point is... It's in the shop. It's going to be in the shop at least until like Tuesday. Um, I'm not making somebody open the studio for me to go into work on a Friday night. Uh, so I'm recording this on my iPad and I bought some technology and things that I think makes it possible to do this. If, if, I, if, if something weird is happening that I'm missing, I don't know how I'd miss it because I'm going to double check stuff. Just let me know and we'll come up with a better plan for Monday's show. So bear with me. Also, I don't think I can pause this recording, so whatever I say, I say, and there will be no editing. Um, let's talk about the Colorado XOs real quick, and then we'll get into what Carl Durrell had to say, uh, what uh, Brady Russell had to say, and what Jalen Sami had to say. Um, it was a good group today. Like, good, like, happy people, you know. That doesn't matter. Uh, the Colorado XOs, they're a rugby team, and not only that, they're a rugby team that is four and one, not just this season, but in the existence of that program. Um, it's a really cool start considering that they did not have um, many players who'd played rugby before. They took a bunch of athletes, um, some like football players. I think one was from like Missouri. Uh, one was playing in the CFL. Maybe those were the same guy. But the, the point is there's a bunch of good former athletes, but not like great at what they did. You know, not good enough to, to make a whole bunch of money in the NFL, for example, but good enough to potentially make the U.S. rugby team because when you grow up in the United States, you don't usually think like, huh, maybe I should go play rugby. It's just not a thing here. Uh, and because of that, the U.S. national team is not as good as you'd expect. You know, obviously like the New Zealand is really good. When you just look at the the 
populations of these places you think like the u.s should be able to beat new zealand in everything just because by by the numbers you should have enough more athletic play you know but obviously things aren't that simple uh so there's opportunities in rugby for athletes uh, which i know some of you guys actually listen former athletes former specifically cu if, if you guys are interested in playing football you could reach out um i think they have like some open camps and that kind of stuff um cool program and they train at the rugby town national training center out in glendale same place the u.s national teams train and so that's the goal you're trying to get them onto the u.s national team which is like their locker room is probably like across the hallway um cool stuff you can follow along with dmvr rugby on twitter dmvr rugby the podcast or the dmvr.com all right so uh starting with carl durell because he was the starter today um wow it's i got like three notifications because the rockies or the mlb or whoever picked out an all-star game logo i'm excited for the all-star game but come on um okay there's there's my notes this is me filling time is something that you should be expecting today because again (laughs) i don't think i can pause and make this work uh although i do appreciate the voice memos app uh Carl said he opened, again, well, first of all, by saying, like, oh, were you guys out there? But then after that, by saying, so we had a scrimmage today. It was very similar to last week. Um, there were some two-minute drills. And total, it was about 55 to 60 plays. Uh, on top of the two-minute drills, there were some last-minute offense type stuff, kind of like last-ditch effort type stuff. You know, no touch or no timeouts. You need a touchdown. Um, you're at the 35-yard line, and it's time to just make some magic happen. Uh, the offense did not make the magic happen. The defense held them. Um, Carl did note that was the first time that that package had been used, and a lot of the red zone package or two-minute package as well. Um, and he said that there were some positive moves for the offense. You know, I, I like that it's kind of talking in chess terms out there, um, which is kind of what those situations are. You know, would you rather have 20 yards and keep the clock running or eight yards and get out of bounds? You know, I don't know. Good to know that whoever was running the show was making some nice moves. That's the way it sounded when Carl was saying it. Um, he said it was good work, uh, no injuries today. And that's, what's really important. Um, still liking what they're doing, they're progressing and there's one more week and you know, it kind of Carl, what did he say? He said like the body of work this spring was really good for the young players getting caught up. Um, time past tense stuff. Spring practice is almost over. I know I'm really sad about that. I bet you guys are too, because summer summer kind of sucks there's no football in the summer um from there though he was asked you know so we've heard we've heard a lot about how there's an emphasis on teaching on bringing the young players along all that kind of stuff with the injuries to some of the top guys you know Brady Russell who we talked to today he didn't participate in the scrimmage and he he's I guess we'll get there but he's basically doing everything except for full speed, like full speed, full speed drills. You know, even the stuff where there's like a little bit of hitting, he's he's in that, but there's no risk or there's no reason to risk him. Um, Carl said, though, he's he is enjoying teaching this spring and that's kind of his mindset. That's his strength. The, the number one goal is getting the young players caught up um, and, you know, watching how their development goes because it is fun. Um he did say, though, you know, I'm enjoying it. 
the offensive and defensive coaches, they're all so competitive. They want to win now. They they want to be winning in practice. They want to see everything they implement executed perfectly, um, which, is, which is a good thing. Uh, but Carl says he's kind of the guy with the chill out type of perspective to say, you know what? Thing, things are going well. We're learning a lot. Um, and just because your defensive line lost the offensive line this drill, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, he did say the young players are playing a lot faster. And here's the first name drop of the day, uh, which is big because, you know, it was a scrimmage day. This is an evaluation day more than a teaching day. And I hope you have your guesses ready. I was trying to come up with one more thing I could say to keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, but Ashad, uh, Ashad Clayton was the first name. He said Ashad today was playing a lot faster. And with more reps, he just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Um, talked about how he seems like he belongs, how he's he has uh, more reps this spring than he had ever before. Um, because remember, he, he did not get a real fall camp coming in as a true freshman, never been like a college strength program. Uh, it really sounds like Ashad's kind of ready to go at this point. Um, he named another young player, this one on the defensive side of the ball. One that makes me feel pretty good about myself personally. Uh, Tyron Taylor, the cornerback, true freshman, uh, first semester on campus. Uh, for those who maybe found this recently, he was one of the guys I said, you know, in terms of freshmen who could get some playing time. Well, look, look, look right here at Tyron Taylor. Um, apparently Tyron had his first pick of camp today. Um, according to Carl, he made the right read on a throw and he made the play. And that's what you like to see. That's what they're taught to do. Um, pretty simple stuff, but that's making reads as a freshman, not always something you see. Um, so good to hear that as well. Uh, from there, he was asked about Brady and, and about Brady's health, and we touched on this already, but he basically said, you know, he is practicing now. He did everything but the scrimmage today. Um, we know what Brady is, and we want to bring his rehab along. He's doing the individuals. He's doing seven-on-seven. Seven. He's doing um, everything that is not full speed because they don't want to create a setback. Makes sense to me. Um, he said, uh, we know what he can do. We just want him to get healthy and get his confidence back. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it makes even more sense when you remember there are 12 tight ends on this roster. 12. Imagine being the tight ends coach, having to sit there with 12 of these guys. And you know, I mean, it sucks not having Brady out there and Brady talked a little bit about developing chemistry with the new quarterbacks, that kind of stuff. And that's important. Um, but figuring out what you have in the rest of this group is not going to be easy, especially when you're trying to help them all improve at the same time. You know, it's not like every day you're out there saying, okay, here's, here's our ranking of these guys, because you want, you want to get the bottom of the group up and you want to get the top of the group up too. Um, so I guess we'll get a little bit more into the tight ends later on. Um, he said that today there were two to three interceptions, um, he, obviously we talked about Tyron Taylor. Uh, he said that Robert Barnes got one of them and then he couldn't remember who the other was. And he said, not Mark Perry. I think it might've been Isaiah Lewis. So we'll give credit to Isaiah Lewis for now until we hear differently. He said, uh, it's good to see these guys making plays and the things that we've been teaching and what they've been teaching. Remember is the top down defense. Uh, the idea being, Tips and overthrows. There are enough tips and overthrows in college football that 
you will get a substantial number of turnovers if you're just in the right place for those. On top of that, if you're over the top of them, guess what? They aren't just going to run right by you. Um, I think it makes a, a lot of sense, and we've talked about that. I think when you look at a guy like Christian Gonzalez, he probably could maybe this year. I mean, at some point be kind of that lockdown guy, man guy, put him on the other team's best receiver and, you know, expect to win. Or if you don't expect to win, expect uh, to win more often than not. Um, Also, though, just letting him drop back, let him keep his eyes in the backfield because not not because I think that at this point in his career he's somebody who that's a strength of his. Um, you know his strength right now is just the tools that he has, and it sounds like he's he's doing really well in the film room and all that kind of stuff, and that that has added another element to his game. But I think that what you want is for him to get better at that side of things and playing that top down where everything's in front of you. You see the field more than if you're just isolated, saying I am stopping this guy from getting the ball. And I think that at this point in Christian's development making him think about those things, make those reads, see what's in front of him. I, I like that. Um, were there any other notes in there? Um, oh, there we go. He said uh, that nobody really stood out at wide receiver. Later on, he said that there were some drops. Not what you want to hear. Um, he said uh, there were a couple of nice catches from Matt Lynch. Again, this tight end position is interesting because you have Brady Russell, and he's your number one. From there, though, out of the other 11 guys, like I, who uh, Matt Lynch obviously was the number two last year, um, moved up to number one when Brady was hurt, and then missed some time himself, opening the door for some other guys. You know, I, I look at him as the most likely number two, but then you have guys like Eric Olson, like uh, Caleb Foria, who Fourier every time and usually I can pause it and correct it so I don't sound so dumb um but uh those two is like the younger more talented guys versus the former quarterback grad transfer who's in like his sixth season it's it's an interesting battle because you have the young guys with the talent with the skill um and guys who really if it is a tie between the guy who's going to be off campus next year and the guys who are going to be there for three more years you want to get the reps to the guys who are still developing inside your program and, and have time to get more done on the field. Uh, so that's going to be a fun competition. Matt Lynch, though, again, as the sixth-year guy, knows what he's doing. Um, and he's said already during camp that he feels more comfortable at this point because he switched from quarterback to tight end, and then it was like the weird, not really an offseason at CU, or at least not a productive offseason. Um Again, something to watch there because I do think we're going to see a lot of two tight end sets with all these running backs um, and maybe some three tight end stuff too. And he closed out that answer by saying, focus is on the young players. And it's just good to repeat that over and over and over again to remember that is what this is all about this part of the year. He was asked about the quarterback specifically, and he said, there are mixed results. Um, the the two-minute drill, which is also just installed today, little bit of a challenge for him. Uh, he also mentioned some drop passes. There was some good stuff in there, too. Um, Makai Blackman put a video on Instagram of him getting an injection in his knee. Obviously, Carl was asked about that. It sounds like it's not a serious thing. Uh, just, like, some tendonitis. Um, and 
that's college football, right? Like everybody has an Instagram. You see something and you're like, oh no, what's going on? No, no big deal. Just uh, a little, little heart attack in the afternoon. Um, I asked him about LaVisca Chenault because Visca was out there today. Uh, I think the Buffs account uh, posted a picture of him with Vontae out on the practice field, which is why I thought maybe they were outside today. It doesn't matter. Um, But I I said, like, have you had a chance to talk and what kind of value does he provide being out there on the sideline? And he said that he he didn't have a chance to talk to him at that point, but Visco was standing just a few steps away and that that was next on the to-do list. Would have loved to hear about that conversation. I guess I can just ask again on Monday. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, because Carl is a receivers coach, and he left uh, the Dolphins so late, right? So that would have been... It was late February that Mel left Colorado or maybe like February 18th and then late February is Carl being hired somewhere around there. It might have even been March that Carl was hired. Uh, it was late though. And the draft at the end of April was just around the corner. And that means as Miami's assistant head coach slash wide receivers coach, he had gone through the tape on all of the wide receivers. And it'd actually be kind of fun to hear what Carl's evaluation of Visco was. Um, I think that question has been asked. I think it was asked very early on. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to hear what they have to talk about, though, as wide receiver guys. And one of them just being, like, a wide receiver. Um, from there, though, he did say he, he likes having former players back, especially guys like Visket, some of the younger guys who just made that transition so that they can talk to the younger guys about you know the problems that he faces um, as he makes that transition and figures out where he fits in the NFL. Um, and Carl says that there's a lot of value in that, which makes sense to me. Um, yeah, he said it's good for the young guys. Um, asked about the defensive line. I think about Naeem Rodman specifically said basically that Naeem has been really good. Um, it's hard to get sacks from the interior, but he's doing his job very effectively. Um, he hopes that he has the confidence that he can be a contributor in the fall. And he thinks that he's done enough this spring to, to, to have that sort of confidence. Um, brought up Janaz Jordan. It's crazy going through these notes cause you type them and half the names get auto-corrected. Um, what was the worst one? There was one that was just terrible. I'm sure we'll hit it. Um, oh, somebody asked about Aziz Shitu, the uh, uh, defensive grad assistant. I think defensive line grad assistant. Um, and that got changed. All sorts of stuff in here. Axis a lot. A lot of Aziz to Axis. Um, yeah, uh, said Janaz Jordan getting into a rhythm. That's good to hear. Brought up Justin Jackson. And basically said, you know, good spring. People are getting better. We got options. Um, one more question. He was asked about Devin Grant. We heard about Devin Grant last on Wednesday when we talked to Brian Michalowski, who said, you know, he's aggressive, downhill linebacker, um, very physical, um, still kind of raw in the technique and the hand placement and maybe gets a little bit too aggressive, that sort of thing, but a very good contributor down the road. Uh, today, Carl's asked and says he played really assertive today. He played fast. Um, he's another young player who's getting better. He's taking advantage of the reps he's getting, and he's going to be an important depth piece next year. So somebody gets hurt, I think we'll be seeing some Devin Grant. Um, everybody's healthy. I, I don't know if he's more than a special teamer. 
again, there's still months to go, but that's how I read that answer. Um, should we take a quick break? Oh, see, the thing is, oh, I know, I know all these ads. I know all these ads. Uh, first, we have to talk about DMVR. So what is DMVR? It's a really cool company. Uh, there's a podcast on all the sports teams. There's podcasts on other stuff. Uh, there's written content at thedmvr.com. There's a bar at York and Colfax in Denver where there's like game sound for all of the sports games for all the Colorado teams. I'm going to stop talking like that. That's so annoying. Um, but yeah, it's a bunch of cool stuff. And if you become a member, you get all sorts of cool perks, access to our members only discord. Um, there's actually a golf tournament tomorrow that I just remembered. I thought I had all Saturday free until literally this moment. I don't know what time we tee off. I should know more about this golf tournament. But the point is, uh, there's like a scramble. I, I think there's more stuff coming. I don't know how much of the cool golf stuff has been announced. I probably should. Um, so all I can say without getting myself in trouble is that there's more cool golf stuff on the way. Um, all sorts of stuff that aren't golf related uh, as well. Um but yeah, right now there's an awesome deal. If you become a member, you get access to all sorts of these things. And you also um, get a free shirt from the DMVR locker. You get a, uh, a free recover holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. And if you don't know what that is, let me tell you all about it. Uh, Holistic Wellness is a CBD company. They make a whole bunch of CBD products. They're very good products, including this holistic stick. Um, there's actually five different kinds. Some are like for beauty. Some are for to help you sleep. This one is for recovery. Um, recovering from, you know, if you're an athlete, then from doing your athletic things. Uh, if you're just somebody who stands all day, then it'll help with the, the, the problems you face. Um, if you sit all day, I'm sure it can help with something too. Uh, the point is, it's uh, it's free and it's easy to use. You stir it around in your drink. Um, again, the reviews are really good. You should always trust internet reviews. And in this case, they, they are glowing. Um, what else do I have to say about them? Uh, oh, if you use the code DMVR30, then you can get 30% off your purchase from Holistic Wellness. And you can just do that instead and leave out the DMVR part. I wouldn't like that as much. Um, that uh, website, though, holisticwellness.com, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. Okay, and now I have to flip over from the Google Sheets app to the Google Docs app, which I just did. Oh, and I know what we're talking about. Um, tomorrow night is UFC 261. It's a, it's a big fight between Masvidal and Usman. Um, my thing, so here's my thing about UFC. I've watched both these guys fight probably like three or four times. I couldn't tell you anything about either of them. In the moment, I really enjoy these fights. I just don't retain all that much because so many of them... Not, not to put UFC fighters in the box. I think they're... Ryan told me today, I asked him, like, who's on our golf team? Or, no, that was yesterday, whenever I saw Ryan. Um, and uh, he said that it's some MMA fighter. So I should probably not say t too many disparaging things. Um, the point is, though, I don't really remember who any, <laughs> any, any guy is from, like, one fight to the next. There's a one guy who has, like, dyed braids who's from Montana, and I remember him. I remember, like, Conor McGregor. I remember uh, Curtis Blades, but yeah, 
outside of them, like Masvidal, they all come around. But if, for those of you who are better UFC fans than me, you can make some money because uh, UFC is putting you. No, 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 no. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. All you've got to do, you just put $5 on either of the fighters to win, and if they walk out with the belt, you'll cash $130 in free bets. So I just came up with a plan. Here's what you do whenever there's a a fight and you're like oh i know i've watched this but i can't remember who these guys are see i can just go back now on youtube and watch the last fight between these two and then all of a sudden i know way more than if i was just trying to remember anyway so i will be betting on this um if mma isn't for you DraftKings sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball hockey so much more um i've been making some money on the nwsl I'm going to make some money on the Nuggets tonight. Um, I'm going to make some money on maybe the Buffs next season. Why not? It's it's seriously a good time. It's safe, secure, it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DMVR to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, and now, uh, oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Uh, NFL draft season is upon us. It's possible that you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure that you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. For all my draft geeks, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code at manscaped.com, and that code is DNVR. So easy to remember. Um, Will your favorite team go defensive back in the first round? I'm not sure, but I am sure that with the Lawnmower 3.0, you can get your D back. Uh, because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarter balls. Uh, I want you to look in the mirror. You see any nose or ear hairs dangling? Uh, there's a, an awesome nose hair trimmer. The weed whacker is what it's called. Somebody deleted that from the read. I probably the nuggets guys, uh, the weed whacker. Uh, that's a, an awesome pro- product. I, I have my own trimmer from before, so I haven't tried the Manscaped one, but I, I feel like I'll, I'll check that out next probably. Um, so many other products. If you get the uh, Perfect Package 3.0, you can get a bunch of them. The Crop Preserver, that's the deodorant. There's the Crop Reviver. You get the Lawnmower 3.0. You get the Travel Bag, High Performance Anti-Chafing band, Manscaped Boxer Briefs. I think there's some more stuff in there too. Um, and again, you can use... The code DNVR at manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping. Um, that's code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Wow, that might have been maybe our longest ad break ever on this podcast. Um, oh, yeah, football is what we're talking about. Uh, Jalen Sami, he was up next. Love Jalen Sami. Um, just like a, a, a good person. 
Um, he said that spring is going good. He had some issues with his technique. It, it was improved today. And the coaches, he says, like, they don't really let you make mistakes. Like, if you make a mistake, everybody stops. It gets fixed. And then everybody gets to move on to the next rep. And that's kind of how the spring has gone. And he feels like because of that, they've gotten better every day. Uh, he says it has been a lot of reps. Uh, it kind of reminds him of his freshman year. I wasn't here for that. So I would assume, though, that there were a bunch of defensive line injuries that spring as well. Um, but he said it again. Everybody's just really working hard to get better. Um, on the scheme change, uh, which we've talked about. So Chris Wilson last year comes to see you uh, after accomplishing a whole lot in a bunch of different places, including winning a Super Bowl uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles as their defensive line coach. Uh, he comes in. And was it immediate? Yeah. You know, last year was his first year. And he uh, pushed for a change from the two-gap technique uh, to a one-gap scheme. The idea being, again, I guess we haven't gone over this in a long time. Point is, two-gap, the defensive linemen are responsible for the gaps on their left and right, those two gaps. And the idea is to kind of like almost play like a stalemate with the offensive linemen kind of clog things up and then kind of jump off on either side linebackers fill wherever it's a doesn't matter then the other way everybody just has a gap the one gap and you just go into your gap and as long as you're in that gap the running back can't go through that gap and nobody else can either so that's the concept there chris wilson pushed for a change from the two gap to the one gap it was very successful which we all saw last year um jalen saw talked about that a bit today he, he said um you know, Coach Wilson has set a standard for us. We, we're going to stop the run. We don't care how we do it. It just needs to get done. Um, you have to earn the right to rush. Uh, love that phrase. Um, it, it's something that, uh, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. So the idea is you rush on third downs. That's when you know if, if you have them like third and five or longer, you know that the offense is going to throw the football. And when you know the offense is going to throw the football, you don't have to worry about the run game. It means you just have to focus on getting to the quarterback as fast as possible. Um, and that's where you get your sacks. To get there, though, obviously, you have to have success on first and second down. And that's kind of the, the motto for that defensive line. Actually, we heard what the literal motto is, so I shouldn't uh, say that. Uh, from, from there, um, he said that, again, you just have to dominate your gap and you'll make the plays that come to you. Um, and makes us all know what we're doing. The coaching staff does. They talk a lot about uh, communication. The front seven needs to know what's going on with the cornerbacks. Um, again, it, it, the idea, as, as Jalen said, as long as we're on the same page, we'll be all right. Uh, you make make mistakes, and we get them adjusted, and we're good. Um, I like it. So we, we have heard so the, the defensive backs playing top-down. You, you kind of put a lid back there. Defensive line, it's all about stopping the run. That's what matters. And then you have, you know, the linebackers allowed to make plays either way. You, you start to see what the philosophy is for this defense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, interesting stuff kind of there. Um, from there, he was asked about settling in with the new staff just because Last year, what, there was like two weeks after Carl was hired where he was allowed to meet in person with players and then every, everything shut down, no spring practices, all that kind of stuff, everything over Zoom. And Jalen said it's been really good to be able to 
just get to know all the coaches. He said um, last year everybody was just on Zooms from home. They didn't get to train. Um, he said that he had to find a job to kind of help take care of some things. Um, and he said this year, though, having the offseason and having the new strength staff has been an improvement. Uh, it's better for the team. And Coach Durrell has the right staff to win championships. Love to hear it. You love to hear it. Um, we've heard a lot of things from other players saying things like, uh, you know, I, I, I like uh, Shannon Turley, but I'm not going to pick sides between him and the last strength coach, Drew Carter. Uh, I think, uh, was it uh, Colby Purcell? had that sentiment almost word for word and we've heard it from a couple others as well um again though when you hear things like that it's like uh sounds like you might be leaning shannon turley and jalen i think the first person who's come out and said uh the new strength staff has been an improvement and it is better for the team and you have to love that he thinks that the the right coaching staff is here he was also asked about um his just kind of path to this point because it has been crazy. Um, was it so freshman year? And then the next year was his red shirt freshman year. I think he might've had like a a medical red shirt or something. And then last year doesn't count. Point is he's finally a sophomore and Brian asked him about that stuff. And and what Jalen had to say was, I feel like a super senior. Um, and the standard I've, I have to set for myself has to be higher because I am an older guy. Um, the coaches expect a lot from me, and I want to live up to those expectations. Um, and he's looking forward to the coming season. On Aziz Shitu, or as my iPhone auto-corrected it, Axis Shifty. Axis Shifty. Honestly, not like the worst name. Um, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, he, uh, Jalen said he brings a different perspective than Coach Wilson. Um, Chris Wilson's been in the industry, uh, for a very long time. He's been a bunch of different places. He's coached at the NFL level. He's coached at the highest levels of college football. Um, having him and Aziz, kind of a younger guy, um, Aziz brings a different energy. Uh, he connects on a different level. He makes us laugh. He jokes around. We look forward to seeing him every day and he looks forward to seeing us. We're a team and we're a family. Um, as the D line, it starts with us. And that's their motto. Uh, that's Chris Wilson as Ishitu's motto. The, it, it starts with us, with the defensive line. It's not not wrong either. Um, one more, Brady Russell. Started by talking about his hair, of course, because what else could you talk about with Brady Russell? Um, he he does think he has the longest hair on the team. He has been. He hasn't had his hair cut in six years. Um, there's kind of like a, a, a bit of a fraternity among him and the other hair guys, notably Kari Cooch, John Van Deest. I can't, is that it? I'm trying to remember like Chance Lytle's hair. I think he has some longer hair. Um, if I'm missing a long hair guy, somebody let me know. But, uh, not on, on, on a non hair note, uh, he said that, Okay, what does this mean? These these notes, this autocorrect. Oh, so so we're talking about the injury recovery. Oh, humbling. It's been very humbling. The note, though, says it's been very hump king. Humbling. It's been very humbling. Uh, it is good in the long run, though. It's easy to get ahead of myself. Oh, this is about him not practicing all that much this spring. I got to start taking better notes. 
Um, and he said uh, it, it did kind of bring him back down to earth because he was feeling like he may have gotten a little bit ahead of himself. Um, I think the favorite thing he said was, it made me feel human again. <laughs> and I love the idea that Brady Russell's out there like feeling like a superhero. And again, you have the hair like that. You have, I, I think tight ends are just really cool. It, it is the best position. Um, I don't know, but he said, you know, you, you realize things like football isn't forever. And that I think what he said was, you know, I realize my identity is in Christ and not in football. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. From there, uh, I asked about what he's seen from the younger guys. He said, you see flashes of greatness. You see flashes of being young guys. Um, I think he said, uh, oh, who do you say is more of a blocker? I don't think it was Eric Olson. Uh, but but then he said uh, he sees some of himself in Caleb Fourier. Um, he thinks Caleb can do some of everything. Uh, and he said he was just working with those guys. Uh, and that's why he was the last one to come talk to us because he's out there working on stances. And it's the details like that where they just need to keep coming around and they'll be fine. Um, it can be frustrating at times. And he said to him, them going through those frustrations and, you know, getting through them is what makes it so much fun to work with them. Um, you know, and saying things like that, that's how you know he means it. Instead of saying, you know, yeah, it's good to see them get better. Which, again, doesn't mean that it isn't true. But when you have details, it's very believable. Um, talked about the tight end coaching change. Goes from Taylor Embry to uh, Cook. Coach Cook, he said is very detail-oriented. It's very different than what Embry's about. Embry didn't want you to worry too much about anything. Um, he wanted you to know your job and do your job, and that was the priority. Uh, Cook, though, he wants you to understand everything that's going on around you. And he said, I, I love both of them. And he said, at this point, this is my fourth tight ends coach. And I've been able to see so many different coaching philosophies and learn so many different things and different approaches that he says he's been able to piece together what he likes for himself. It's what you want to hear. Um, he was asked about the quarterbacks and he said, you know, the process has been a lot of fun. And the biggest thing is building chemistry. He, he tried to get them or try to get to know them more intimately. And then he laughed because he wasn't sure if intimate meant <laughs> what he wanted it to mean. Um, which is the thing about that word is like you intimate can mean a bunch of different things. But if you start laughing, then it makes everybody think about one of the things. Um, and I love that Brady laughed. Um, but then, <laughs> then he said, um, oh, yeah, I have it in there. Not sure if that's the right word. It's fun to watch them. Uh, they all started at different places. You know, JT is the transfer with some experience. Brendan coming in after having... I mean, like a half season under his belt, whatever you want to call what last year was. And then Drew Carter coming straight in. Um, and he said, you know, they, they all progress at different rates and kind of jump up at different times uh, just because they do start at so many different places. Um, he said that they have different strengths as well. Um, he also said that it's been beneficial to have some time to get used to the coaches. Uh, he, he pointed out football school. Um, which we talked a lot about early in camp, but football school, I can't remember how long it was. It, it was a couple of weeks that um, basically the players went in with the coaches and learned 
every detail of the offense, talked a lot about football and the mental side of things. And that's not something that happened in the past, um, especially last year when basically nothing happened. Um, he said that it, it made them get a lot closer with the coaches. Um, and he said, you know, it, me- it meant that we were with them all spring instead of, you know, kind of seeing the coaches in the halls. And then during spring ball, obviously spend a lot of time with them. But up to that point, it's like, oh, running into them. And he says that it was very valuable, obviously on the football side to learn all those things, but also just to start building those relationships with everybody. Um, very important, he said. Also brought up the new strength coach um, in a positive way as well. And then the final note from today. Uh, he was asked about Matt Russell. So Matt Russell, at this point, what do you even call him? So so for basically like up until this year, for about five, ten years, everybody knew Matt Russell kind of as John Elway's right-hand man with the Broncos. He was the guy who... Like, I, I can't remember what his official title was, but it was, like, director of player personnel. Basically, it was John Elway's right-hand man, and he was one of, like, three or four people who were involved in the important decisions that the Broncos made during the time that John Elway was the team's GM. Um, I think he's still with the team, but he might have actually retired now that I think of it. Um, it would have been big news if he retired, and I feel like... it. I remember going through that. Or maybe it's just because I'm thinking about it so much. Point is, um, on top of that, he was an All-American linebacker from the Buffs, and I and I don't need to explain who he is to you guys. Uh, he was uh, Brady was asked, though, whether he talked to his uncle because his uncle also had an injury early in a, a season at one point in his career. And Brady said that he himself was pretty calm about the experience. He realized that there's nothing you can really do about it at that point. You just kind of have to get back. And that's basically what his uncle said too. Um, just kind of a bump in the road, got work to get back. And it was more of like a calm down talk than a pep talk. I think that's it. I think that's it. There's nothing left on my mind. If you guys didn't check out the soccer podcast yesterday, definitely go back and listen to that. Um, Got to ask my questions about, I mean, Libby's pigs, pig, pig, which, again, I don't want to spoil the podcast, but it was allowed in the house um, back in the day. It doesn't matter. Good podcast back there. Um, I'll be back on Monday after the next podcast with the iPad situation. I'm not going to go check right now what we're going to be talking or who we're talking to, um, but Look forward to that. Look forward to the Buff soccer game Tuesday night at 5. Um, and t- next week's the last week of spring practice. It's kind of crazy to think about. Hopefully you guys will be allowed out at the spring game. I'll see some of you there. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. Um, and I will see you all, oh, maybe tomorrow if you're playing in the golf tournament. But other than that, on Monday. <laughs>